Hey guys, welcome to Kylie Jimmy in the car. Today we have a special guest, Carissa uh, Gomez. That's welcome. right. I know this is this is an amazing car to do a podcast with Jesus. I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> It matches my purse. It matches my. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes, it matches your purse. Yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. My uh, Mark Jacobs purse. I got it for I my love birthday. It. Yeah, it's, it's so cute. cute. I know. Look, I, I love this purse because I've I've been wanting to do a video about it, but it has a pocket mm -hmm. for my knife. Oh my gosh! What is that? <laughs> what a, is that? It's a switchblade. It's a. That is so. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, wow, that is yeah. really cool. The color and yeah. the style. Come on. Like that's, this. that's how you know I'm from the hood. You know, I got to keep it stylish, but I still have to have that hood, <laughs> you know, mentality. Yeah, yeah. gold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got the, I got that's, this from a, from a cholo. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. It looks kind of looks like fancy, though. It is. It's it's yeah. a really beautiful knife. I was, I was, when I saw it, he was like, oh, I was going to give this to my brother. And then yeah. I was like, but you could give it to me. Yeah, so you can use for self, self protection. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. I yes. like the, the color of the purse too. I that's know. Cute. It's pretty. It's that's pretty. Your, right. That's a birthday gift for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, though. Thank when you. Is your birthday? Tomorrow. No way. Yes. Yes. Oh, Tomorrow my gosh. is then, my birthday. Then truly is happy birthday. Oh, yeah. thank you. Oh, yeah. So, are you doing anything fun for your birthday? No, we already we already pre celebrated, uh, which is which I think is kind of funny because uh, I didn't. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning 37, but I was like, oh, I don't, I don't feel my age. I don't feel old, you know, until, uh, I realized that my friends had to send me an invitation to my own surprise birthday party. Oh, yeah. you <laughs> it was a surprise birthday party, but I got an invitation to it. Oh, you know? so tomorrow. No, no, no. It, it already happened. It was on Saturday. Oh, it was, it was is, before. Yeah. Because that is cool. You didn't know. You didn't know. Did just well, I, I knew something was happening because they were like, well, you need to get the day off from work. And then I was like, for what? <laughs> what? Why do I need to get the day off from work? What do I need it for? And they're like, well, wow. we, 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 we want you to dress up and then show up to this place. And I said, but why? <laughs> and so I was you have just, no clue at all. No, I mean, I knew mm -hmm. I, I knew something was happening, but I didn't know that that, that was. That is a truly a third surprise birthday party then. Yeah. If you have no clue what's going on. Is it? Yeah, because uh -oh. like, you know, sometimes it, people guess like, oh, my friend is going to give me a surprise birthday party. I already know. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I kind of figured in my head that right. it was a surprise, but I didn't want to like ruin it. I ended up ruining my birthday party anyway, because uh, when I went to park my car, I didn't want to give the valet guy my, my keys. <laughs> um, and then I got pissed off that he didn't let me park in the lot. And, and then that pissed me off. And then I walked in and... And I and I, I threw a I threw a tantrum. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you were like kind of in the bad mood. Yeah. I was, uh, well, so. just for the first few minutes of the party until they mm -hmm. gave me a drink and then I calmed down. Yeah, it's a drinks definitely helps <laughs> like, alcohol yeah. it's the solution by the way what's your poison what's my your... poison yeah uh like like alcohol yeah, poison? Tequila? oh oh, oh my god say. um obviously it has to be yeah tequila because they go in margaritas um the margarita is your drink margarita is the name of my mom too <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, That's and I hilarious. and I always say that my mom hits harder than the drink, so I can drink. I can take the alcohol because really? yeah, wow, that that joke hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
you know, you you are like Hispanic culture and the Asian culture. I think our parents hit our kids quite a normal. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a normal thing. That's yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of、uh, like the culture thing as well. It's not like you know, like if it's white parents hit their kids. Oh my god, it's a, it's a CPS. They call CPS.、Yeah. We're all in this. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a felony. I think because. <laughs> and and I don't I don't know maybe it's speculation but I think white people might go too far you know and they'll fucking kill their kids <laughs> as opposed to like you know、uh, Hispanic people they they just want to teach them a lesson you know yeah like、uh, you know Asian culture is the same yeah it's just quite normal like you know I, I haven't seen like any Asian parents not hate their kids yeah exactly I mean、yeah. look at us we turn out fine right yeah. <laughs> It's a culture thing, honestly. It is. It is、yeah. a cultural thing. I think the way white people discipline their kids is they leave them in hot cars. <laughs> you have you seen that?、Oh, yeah, like, it's all, it's always a white woman that's like, I'm just, I、uh, I didn't know she was in there. I didn't know. And the timeout because I did that in my joke as well. Timeout. It was like timeout. We never had timeout as a punishment. No. Like, you know, no. It's just like you know, either you get hit, you know, slap you in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, it's like I think it's fine. I mean, when you grew up, you're like, oh, it's quite normal. You. You don't feel anything bad about it because we're used to it, right? Right.、Yeah. Well, at least you don't. It's not that we're used to it, but we don't know anything else, you know. Until till that white kid in the class that you go to school with is like, no, your mom's not supposed to do that, you know. Like, why don't you just keep pressing the buttons? Because that kid will keep pressing the buttons, and then、yeah. he grows up to be, you know, like a a, a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> A billionaire, and we see where that goes. You know, like, yeah. oh yeah, mom, why did you hit me? I don't have money. No, just yeah. All right. <laughs> but but there's another thing I noticed. Have you、uh, noticed that there's another comment between Asian culture and Hispanic culture is that when they grow up, when we grow up, our parents still come to live with us. Oh、right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I still live with my parents. Yes. <laughs> It's kind of normal, like in Asian culture and the Hispanic culture. It's just like when the people get older, oh yeah, we're supposed to take care of them. Yeah,、That's、yeah, yeah.、Thing. But like, I feel bad. I don't want to be like you know. You're like, I don't want to take care of my dad. Fuck him. No, no, no. I don't want to be like old. Can I open like, this? A, yeah, open、okay. it. Yeah, be like white. You know, I feel like a. Being a kid, like a white kid, is very lucky. But when you're old, it's horrible. You're gonna die in nurse nurse home. That's it. Cause no, none of your kids will care about it. Like you're like you're like white people are are destined to die alone because they separated from their kids earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Cause I, no, I've seen a lot. Cause one of my ex boyfriend and、um, his nana, which is his grandma, like、mm-hmm. he, like his uncle was so rich, but like they would not like you know oh. Take care of them. They send her to the nurse home. Yeah, yeah. But like, she wants to go spend the time with the,、uh, their family so bad. The only time is like Christmas Day. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's only she, she I, gets. You know what? I think that goes back. I think that goes back to when, going back to the cultural significance of it. When our parents hit us, you know. Like when when they hit us when we were kids, and then this is the reason why we take care of them when they're old, so that. When we hit them, <laughs> <laughs> when they're old, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh,、uh, we hit them.、Yeah. No, we hit them later. No, I mean they have a thing called、uh, the Latino paradox. I don't know if you've heard of this. I know what it means. It's、uh, it's it was an article or a study written by、uh, somebody at UCLA. Clearly, somebody that had a good lifestyle growing up. But they were writing about how Latinos. 
uh, take care of their elderly or their family members so that they live longer, you know, um, when they get older. And um, right. they don't realize that we do that just so that we can get the revenge that they got on us as kids when, when they're adults so that they're not fighting back, you know. Mm. <laughs> they're not fighting back when they're old. That makes sense. Yeah, Literally yeah. today, I would just think about, I was writing some jokes about how, like, you know, uh, like, you know, you should, you know, die in Asian countries when you're older like all the older people they live such a good life they or go like go to park and then live with their children's right but uh, like being a white old people everybody don't like you no no, no like no. definitely in American culture it's like they don't respect old people yeah they, they, they respect young like kids if you're well old, yeah I mean like there's 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 a whole thing about that that I think happened in the 50s where it probably had to do with the amount of population that we had in the United States, you know, the boomers and stuff like that, like the post-war, mm -hmm. uh, this idea of a nuclear family where it's supposed to be perfect and, you know, balanced. And that just caused a rift, though, um, historically, I know, uh, because there were so many uh, babies born after the war that they had this idealism of youth mm -hmm. that's where that came from we're like oh yeah the youth is our future you know what oh don't do that you're corrupting the youth you know or we have to protect the youth mm -hmm. you know but it's like that we're not doing that we're you the only people corrupting the youth are your parents you know those are the people fucking up the future they're yeah. their parents they're very yeah so wow yeah you want to talk about like uh you, that that kind of shit that's that's where that comes that from makes so much sense yeah. honestly yeah i do notice that today i was like writing the thing i was like oh my god there's so much difference between different culture how to treat older people mm -hmm. and even like younger kids like i don't ever want to be a young kid in asia because all you do is study and get hit yeah <laughs> it's horrible all right so yes. that is that's such an interesting topic i always want to talk about this with somebody <laughs> we had a, like we can share lots of values on this one all right so chris yeah um please introduce yourself like Oh, oh, sorry. Um, my name is Carissa Gomez. I am a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I met Cat C. We've done lots of shows together. Uh, we did roast battles at the comedy store. Um, and now we're here in her beautiful Porsche. <laughs> amazing, this amazing car. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah. No, yeah, my parents, yeah, my parents have a, a Mercedes. They have nice mm -hmm. cars too but i'm always i'm i can't i don't drive them so you know i only drive them when they want me to take them places or i'm the designated driver like so they, you you take care of your parents yes yeah. even though yeah are you like only child no okay no i have two sisters i have a older sister i'm a middle child so this is why i have problems uh <laughs> Yeah. But you are the one take care of your parents. No, no, no. We we rotate, you know, we rotate. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's we, good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, we, not uh, have the full responsibility, right? No, 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 no. Well, my parents aren't that they're not that much older, not yet at least. They're mm. they're in their sixties. They're in their sixties. Yeah, they're still kinda of function. Yeah, they're still kinda of, yeah, they could still wipe their own ass. Yeah. That's yeah, uh, they're not ready for a nursing home no, nursing home yet. No, I don't think I don't think they're ever going to get put in a nursing home. So they're just going to live with you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my mom, uh, 
a funny thing, like my mom used to always say, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna throw me in a nursing home, right? <laughs> and then I was like, mom, why are you so worried about being in a home? Did you want to be, cause, cause I was like, did you want to be in an apartment? Is that where you want to be? I don't <laughs> Cause her mom died in an apartment. I think that, uh, that was her worry, you know? Oh so gosh. yeah, no, she, yeah. Oh, peace grandma. She died last year around Aww. this time. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. No, that's cool. She, she lived a good life. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> think, oh yeah, that's good life. Like I don't even want to live that that long. Oh yeah, no, like, she lived so long, dude. She she lived so long to the point to where she started like losing faith. Uh, in, <laughs> she started losing faith in God because she was like, God doesn't want me anymore. Fuck that guy, you know. And then I was like, <laughs> really? Grandma, what? I was like, Why is she you? like Catholic or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She well, yeah, with yeah. They, I, I'm, I'm not Catholic, but they tried. Oh, okay. They tried. You, do you have any religion? No. No, I, <laughs> no, no, no religion. I don't even, I don't even know. Like people will say, oh, Ed, that's agnostic or atheist. I don't, I wouldn't even put a title. I just don't care to the point to where like, I'm the same way as well. I believe yeah. there may be their higher power, but I just don't have time to. You just don't have time to give a shit, right? You're yeah. like, ah! My life is like, Randall trying to hustle every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have time to go find the religion yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Religion takes practicing mindfulness, and you're just not mindful of that shit. You know? Yeah, you're exactly. Like, mm. You're like, I respect other people that do it. Just, yeah. Just let me get to where I'm supposed to go. We're too occupied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to be, yeah. uh, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. Right, I mean, like, you know, oh, by the way, I think I saw one of the comedians used to perform with us, and he joined the Scientology, speaking of that. Who was that? I cannot tell you oh. that, but I, I think one time I saw his name, and then they were, like, doing the show at a Scientology church. I'm like, oh, my God, within the system, when he became Scientology? Oh, really? Mm, I may tell you later on, but not in the podcast. Do you, do you know who books that show? <laughs> I don't care. It's like I don't care. And they show like I don't care about a Scientology. I don't care about whatever. Uh, I'll I fucking do it. I don't oh, care about it. No, yes. no, yeah. no, no. I was like, you know, when I was just studying back then in the acting school, I went to Central Church, Church because they said, oh, there is a free casting workshop. Oh, wow. Okay. So then I went there because like the whole school, the whole acting school were ruled by like Scientology. So like, you know, they are our coach, our instructors, they are Scientologists. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, and then like we did a like free like workshop and I didn't even know I went there. I saw, oh my God, that's, that's Scientology church, like celebrity center in Hollywood. Uh -huh. It's a beautiful campus. Yeah. And, well, know. I believe it. They have all that money. Do Oh my God. Yeah. So, so they're not drinking the Kool-Aid. They're sipping it right slowly. <laughs> they're slowly. Yeah. Oh they, my God. Their campus is so nice. I believe it. Yeah. It's probably, well, I don't really know, but I can only assume based upon how hard, how nonprofits work, they're mm -hmm. probably getting the money from the nonprofit church to fund their agency. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be actors like that. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard, but it's legal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I've seen like a several, my actor friend all did that uh, Scientology, um, the commercial, do you remember the constant put down yeah. casting? Yeah. They said that they all worked on that. And then, what? yeah, it's kind of like a far, a couple hours away from LA. And then they filmed that. A couple there. of hours. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. This is probably by my house. Are you talking about it's in San Jacinto or? Somewhere like that. That's, that's right where I live. Right. I live, Beaumont is right. It's like a mountain. And mm -hmm. then right below, there's a, 
there is a Scientology, uh, I, I've, I've read about this. There's a Scientology, um, what do you call it? Uh, like, um, kind of not headquarters. I mean, yes, yes, like headquarters. yes. There yeah. is a headquarters right yeah. by my house. Really? Yes. So you drove by it? No, I've, I've never joined it. I have driven by it. It looks like a maximum security prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a maximum security prison. And then across the street, there's a casino. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because several actors, I did a commercial, a Samsung commercial last uh, last year, and they mm -hmm. said, oh, we all worked on that commercial because we just want to make money. But mm -hmm. it is a shot at that Scientology headquarters. It's just a couple hours away. And then we go in there, they have to basically pass the security checking. Oh, wow. Who books that? No, <laughs> no, no they found it on LA Casting. Oh, for real? Yeah, if you're on LA Casting, yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. see okay. that commercial or come pops out. Then it says it's for Scientology's uh, infomercial oh, or something. Oh, wow. Do yeah. they have to convert you or they're just paying you I to do it? I think, no, you, they, they probably won't. You're just doing it as actors. But of oh, course, okay. you know. You yeah, know, they would want to convert you. Yeah, you know you want to send up for. That is for, like, you know, Scientology has lots of, like, you know, their infomercials. Yeah, 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 I mean? yeah. And then they needed all kinds of people in the infomercial. Oh, I yeah. would willing be taking their money. I will take their money. They you know, they need less of it, you know. You know, More lots of for actors, me. they're not. But <laughs> they just want, as actors, you know, it's hard, right? Yeah. Hard you're hustling every day. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't care what kind of gigs, you know. If it's a gig, it pays bill. Like, they will do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I get what you're saying. So. I know. I know. I I mean, I I have multiple jobs, but I haven't like I haven't like creeped into the the extra work or anything like that. Just just set design and stuff like that, building things. So you, you, know? you build things? Yeah, yeah I build are. stuff. Yeah. Like what? like just whatever it's i oh mean i have a degree in art so i know how to build stuff I can, oh so that's yeah. what you study yeah I, I studied art well i i let's let's go back okay so i have a i have two formal degrees one in art art history and then i have a minor in chemistry because i was gonna be a, a, doc, a doctor no, i didn't know oh. well i wish <laughs> I, I i could technically go back to school um but you have to like get a license for doing that kind of thing and i just I, so you I don't want to be a doctor? Well, no, 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 uh, 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 no. I don't think anybody wants to be a doctor. They're forced to be doctors. Really? <laughs> yeah. Makes so much money though. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's not worth it. I don't know. Mm. Unless you love it, unless you love dealing with that kind of bullshit. Yeah, and I also feel like a medical school is so hard. How many years you have to go to medical school? Yeah, you, you have, have to go to medical school, then you have to do residency, then you have mm -hmm. to travel, do travel residency, and then even come back. And then you're not even guaranteed that you're going to pay down like a hundred and some or even Unless a portion. Like one day, I think like maybe you become like a famous actor. Because uh, if you are, I used to live in West Hollywood, like my building is right across the street, um, like Cedar Sinai. Mm. So like lots of residents, young like residents leaving my building. Yeah. And their work schedule are crazy. Yeah. They, yeah. It's yeah. They I, like work. They like work. A, they work. They wake up night. early in the morning and then work late at night. And that's the reason why I hated it. Yeah. Because that's what they would have us do when we would go to school. They would have us go so fucking early to do labs and then we'd stay We'd fucking do uh, our 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 uh, our lectures, and then we'd study more, and then we'd do more labs, and then I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> so you're, you're I hate it. Yeah. I I loved the learning aspect of it, like being able to like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I know what nomenclature is. I could read that equation. That's cool. That's fun. I could read the back of a shampoo bottle and be like, yeah, you know. 
but mm. I hated the people. <laughs> you mean the people yeah. around you? I hated those. They're just. <laughs> it, it. You know, like it's so funny though. Right now we're doing comedy. Like you were find that so many like actors came from different like backgrounds. backgrounds. Yeah. So like yeah. even King Jiang, he was doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and like I can Kaiser. see why he. Well, I think he still kind of is a doctor. He is doctor. He's a practice. Yeah. Practice, and his wife is still doctor as well. Okay. So his wife is still doctor at uh, yeah. I think a Kaiser in Woodland Hills. I know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I think he he actually did a like this comedy charity show, which is huge, like about a cancer research because his wife was diagnosed with cancer a couple years oh, ago. Wow. That's when he was just get casting in Hangover. <gasps> the same time he talked about that in his stand up. Actually, he did his Netflix special in Ice House, the the old one. Oh, the old one. The, wow. Did you watch okay. It? So no, the, the no. I one. And he did his whole set about how like the whole true story, and he was just casting Hangover at the same time, and his wife was diagnosed with cancer, and then he didn't know what to do. He said maybe I should not take this job at Hangover, but his first big break, and yeah. his wife said you know you have to take it. Yeah. So and he said during that time, did she know, live through the cancer? Uh yeah, she survived. Oh okay, she survived. So that's why when he was doing his first special at the time, his wife already survived uh, cancer. Oh okay, so she survived the treatments and things like that. Yeah yeah. yeah. And they said, well okay, yeah. like here's the thing about the can. Here's the thing about getting diagnosed with cancer. It's not like surviving the disease itself. It's more like surviving the treatment because that's yeah. what kills you. Exactly. Yeah. That's because my mom died of cancer. Okay. Because she was uh, honestly she. She could have survived if she didn't go through so many chem chemo. Yeah, it's the chemo. It's it's. Yeah. Well, what stage was she in? What what, what stage, was it? Because she got a uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. It's oh. a stage four. Oh. So he didn't even know, and he he felt like he couldn't even lift his arms anymore because it already is spread under the lympho. Oh, it metastasized that yeah. far. Oh my yeah. god. So then, like. He has, she has no clue, and then, like, so she went to the hospital. So it got to the point to where she wasn't able to lift her arm. Yeah, that's how she realized something oh, was wrong. Wow! And then, yeah, that was stage four. But you know, let me tell you. So she. So had, do so do you get regular yeah, uh, I, breast I, exams? Yeah, I have to because my the doctor said that maybe, but they said maybe it's cross generation as well. Could okay. be because my grandma didn't have it. Okay. Like my mom had it, and then let me tell you, Chris, like, how crazy is that? Because she had a surgery, they cut it out, and she she's fine, and she she went through chemo. I saw the whole like chemo; it was so awful, and. Yeah, no, I I've, yeah. I've, I had a, I have an aunt that died of uh, breast cancer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then she survived, and then like she went back to work, and, and then it went later, into remission. It, it went into remission, but then it came back. It came back to her like a brain, and she got a brain cancer. Oh, and then, because like the time, you know, maybe because some cancer cells can, you know, travel you. Yeah, heart. yeah. So then that's how it started killing her. She got her, then she had a brain surgery because it went to her like right brain. And then, then she had a surgery at a time. Then the, the Yeah, they have to be careful with that because if they cut parts of the brain, then she could like lose her ability to breathe or it's to really walk hard. or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just feel like cancer things like sometimes like, you know, when we look back, like our family look back at if like when she didn't go through the chemo, mm -hmm. maybe she could have lived a couple years longer. Because, you know. Yeah, that, well, technically, we don't know. <laughs> because the the way the disease probably would have taken and over. And everyone's situation is different yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 mind, exactly. Because like, sometimes it could be your mind. Some people, they just, like, I say, like, my cousin's husband, he's a, he had cancer for years. He's still alive. He just, he doesn't want to die. He, he actually, he's very kind of like, you know, 
stop in person. Mm-hmm. You, so you, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I, I'm thinking like more like I've I've heard of people that they get cancer and then it goes away, but then it's like yeah. your body is supposed to naturally be able to fight it off. And then if you don't have your immune system up to par to do that, then obviously that's when it starts, you know, metastasizing and, and growing and getting bigger. Um, but I feel like that only happens you know it doesn't it doesn't it's not like it doesn't it only happens every so often but i think that there's people who can survive it and then there's people that just you know it consumes them yeah because everyone's body is different just how you like immune system works as well because some people they couldn't even pass that chemo Mm -hmm. i think i think because basically what cancer is it's just like uh, a malformation of like cells that are dividing your body your your cells are always constantly naturally turning over you know what I mean? So like you can you can you can be having like some odd formation in your body right now, but you don't realize you're fighting the cancer right now as it's happening, you know, as it, as it's replicating like that. And I, when I when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> crazy. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even like, you know, like see my mom's sister also got a cancer, like older, older, but she survived. Yeah. So it's just everyone's. They say mental is also very. Yeah, it is. It is. It is mental. It is a. It is a mental thing. I mean, I think surviving any kind of disease is mental. Do you know what I mean? Clearly, even surviving mental health, mental illnesses, that's mental too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm here and I have a disease that. (laughs) Yeah, so Carissa, that's one thing I also want to discuss with. Yeah, like mental health is such a huge topic right now in every like industry, every you know, just. Well, because I think I think it's it's coming to a point to where like people are just well capitalism basically is exhausting humans you know Mm. and people are you can't function if you don't have time to we we were talking about hustling sometimes you just disconnect but i've been struggling with this for years so what did what what's you are struggling with oh i was diagnosed with uh schizophrenia um in 2000 and two okay i'm trying to think wasn't 2004 what is that? Two, two, thousand, it was 2006 mm. i was diagnosed with schizophrenia in 2006 if i feel like that's 20 years ago right almost whoa almost 20 years ago i was diagnosed with that um but i knew i was struggling with something mm-hmm. before then in the beginning it 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 showed signs of like depression like my mental health was declining too rapidly at a young age what what symptoms you were have like um, what is like the so a lot of the things that uh i had uh, growing up as a kid like people didn't think they were problems you know what i mean they were like oh it might be a face you'll grow out of or something else you know but i noticed when i was 16 um I started just getting deeper in deeper into like uh, dark pits in my head and I thought it was depression I was like oh hey mom I think I need to go see a therapist because I'm depressed you know and then it just started increasing more frequently and um, as I got older um, I would have kind of like uh, episodes of like violent eruptions of like me not being able to handle um you know simulation things that would come towards me you know i wouldn't be able to handle situations uh stuff wasn't like reality wasn't making sense to me you know like there was a huge disconnect between what was going on 
and I know it, it sounds interesting, like describing it, because because even now it's it's kind of tough to describe it because I'm still working on it. I'm constantly working every day. I constantly work on it every day. I wake up and I'm like, okay, what are we doing today? You know. <laughs> But um, I'm constantly working on it. And what helps keep me, you know, uh, not like spiral out is that I have to have a routine. I have to have a routine. So like the, you know, how, you know, even even uh, scheduling this podcast, remember how I was telling, oh, well, I have to have a date, you know, I have to have a time. And then I was like, ah, and, and I wanted to cancel because I was so exhausted, too. But then once I got up. And then I realized, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to see how that goes. And then I was like, you know what? I can do it. I can do the podcast. I'm not going to be exhausted. I'm, I'm going to be fine. So once I got that through my head, then I started realizing, okay. But I work a lot to just to keep myself going. Like I, I exercise. Um, I have uh, I have people that, you know, I can, you know, communicate with that I'm, I'm feeling a certain way. Um, sometimes I'll get through like, uh, I'll go through like some suicidal ideation. I'll, I'll make fun of it when I come out of it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I talk about that a lot, but schizophrenia is basically, um, where your mind disconnects, uh, very, a lot much more easier than the regular people where you just, you see reality happening, but it's like, you're not, it's not making any sense. Like it's just it's like you're sitting. It's almost like you're watching TV. You're in a different reality than other people. You got like a million things going on in your head. And then sometimes if the symptoms are really bad, like they'll increase. Like if there's a lot of stress, I start hearing things and then seeing things. And then I, I, I know when to catch it. I'm like, oh, OK, this is what's going on, you know? Sometimes uh, there's like a, what is it, intrusive thoughts where you're thinking like weird stuff. You're like, nah, that's not going to happen. But they happen and I just have to let them go through. So like nowadays, how do you, do you are you like, are you under any treatment? How do you cope with that? Uh, I was under a lot of treatment. I was, I, I was taking a lot of medication. They had me on heavy medications straight, like when like I was. What kind of medication? Um, just uh, like... Uh, mood stabilizers they had me on antidepressants they had me on antipsychotics mm. and um a lot of those drugs um although they worked while i was on them mm -hmm. they caused other uh physical health problems mm. um i gained a lot of weight i used to i used to weigh when i left high school i weighed um 130 pounds i used to be kind of like between a size four size two i was 130 pounds and then when they put me on the antipsychotic um i my heaviest mm -hmm. which was in 2020 mm -hmm. i weighed 260 pounds because of the antipsychotics so like uh Antidepressant, those kind of um, medicine has lots of like a negative impact. Right? Yeah, because I, yeah. I know lots of LA girls. We always joking about LA girls. Lots of girls always have those. Uh, the a lot, yeah. We're a lot of people are on antidepressants and antipsychotics, yeah. and I'm not saying that they don't work. They work until they don't. Um, and I remember this was kind of problem. This is kind of the problem with getting my treatment for me specifically was they would have to take me off 
like it as soon as the drug would work it would work for a certain amount of years and then they'd take me off of it and put me another one because then they'd start seeing the symptoms increase again and then they were like well something isn't working maybe it's not just the medication maybe it's like how do you pair it with like uh cognitive behavioral therapy you know what i mean mm -hmm. so what i had to do and this took me years um i had to find a cognitive behavioral therapist mm -hmm. somebody that worked with patients who've had schizophrenia and i found i found that doctor through the state because apparently that's something that 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 schizophrenia is something that uh, impairs people who are who are are in the street that's that's just something you see like mm. people that live in the street they all a lot of them have it and it's mostly drug induced it's from like people that take drugs you get drug induced schizophrenia um my schizophrenia wasn't drug induced i didn't do drugs it was it was natural oh wow yeah that's very interesting so do you still like under all those kind of medications? no no i don't i don't take yeah off for i am i am off of them because when i was on them it caused um it caused a health problem like mm -hmm. i got a blood clot in my leg and then i got a blood clot in my lung and they were like well you're gonna have to get off of the medication because it's gonna affect your blood clotting medication so if you want to save your life that you're gonna have to choose and then i thought oh well you know what i could lose my mind as long as i know i can run from the cops you know <laughs> <laughs> i want to be right. able to i want to be able to do but that do you feel like happier after you when you like off the meds you, like how many years you're off the meds now i've been off the medication since 2018 so mm -hmm. yeah do you feel you're happier do you feel um I feel my feelings now. I actually feel, I feel my feelings. I don't feel numb, you know, because I remember, I remember when I was on the medication, I used to feel numb and then everything kind of just like blurry. Yeah. It, like there's, I remember not being able to remember shit. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I remember being so sedated that I did not, I didn't even know I had a mental illness. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I had no idea I had one, but, mm. and then it wasn't until I started getting off of it and I, like my anxiety increased and things like that. And then I was trying to figure, I was like, if I'm going to live, I got to learn how to live with this, mm. you know? So how do you cope with that now? By, through workout? And through, self yeah, through like external, like managing my stressors. That's mm. one thing that I learned from my cognitive behavioral therapist. You got to manage your stressors because if you don't that's what causes the stress is is what causes all the anxiety and the anxiety causes all the other symptoms and then it just kind of like for some people they think of an, a snowball i think of a fucking avalanche it just goes boom you know that's how it falls on me yeah you know it's so funny though when you said that, like lots of people here are on under those antidepressant do you remember like what is that a very famous one everyone's was on like one my, prozac not pro, similar not not prozac Paxil? No, something. Effects or yeah, lithium. Like, I could go through. I'm going through my go whole through. list. Because <laughs> my ex roommate was on that a lot, and okay. she actually died a couple years ago because <gasps> she suffered lots of health problem. Yeah, she, physical health problems. Yeah, physical. She's um, she's like drinking a lot as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah. She's, you're not supposed to mix pills with. No, them. no, that's yeah. one. That's one of the worst things yeah. you can do. But I, I did that too. I did yeah, that because I, sometimes you, it's hard because you feel like you're sad. You want to, and I also remember she she. Cried 
cries a lot at a time during because she also suffered through losing her mother and mm -hmm. stuff. Lots of other reasons, right? Yeah. Like, and going through divorce with her husband, just stuff. Just lots of reasons. And then she actually suffers so many health problems and she's always under antidepressant. I was wondering at a time, and how ironic is her dad is a pharmacist. Wow. And they, maybe she... You think he was pushing it on her? He was pushing the drugs I don't, on her? I don't know. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because she understands. Because I remember when we were roommates, I'm like, how can I saw her cabinets have so many different kind of pills mm -hmm. and lots of antidepressants. I remember even like uh, her purse always have the pills. I forgot the name. It, it came back to me later on. Uh, really Zoloft, Wellbutrin, uh, effects or uh, Flexerol. Xanax? Xanax, yeah, Xanax, yeah, Xanax, Xanax, bars. My grandma had Xanax, dude. They had my grandma on that shit. You know, every girl, like I, I mean, every every girl. I remember used to, when I used to live in Hollywood, I lived there for over ten years. I remember we always a joke. Lots of girls, like before they go out, they're like, "Let me pop a pop a Xanax first. Ooh. Like I've seen so many of my friends do that. Like they always have a Xanax. Does it them. does it make yeah. you? This is what I always wondered, like. For some reason, I think people think that the antidepressants might be fun, like microdosing it. But at some point, we, when you is Xanax bad though? Like honestly, uh, it's kind of mild, right? Is it? I never had one. Well, it's mild like if a, you've never taken. It's mild if you've if you're constantly taking it. So here's the thing: I've I've had I've met people that are like, oh, if, do you get high from your medication? I'm like, no. You don't get high if you need it, you know what I mean? But I can see how, like, if somebody who takes a drug and then they don't chemically need it, they'll get, like, a different rush because, obviously, what the drug is doing is, is it's it's building up more serotonin in between, like, uh, your neurotransmitters. There's, like, in, in your brain, the way your nerves communicate with each other, there's, like, synapses, and, and they, they communicate. So, like, the the in between the synapses the the serotonin will build up and kind of bounce back boom 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 and that's how you get those happy feelings because they're happy receptors uh -huh. and you just like oh i love life you know almost yeah, medication yeah almost it's kind the of like way you buzz yeah drinks. yeah yeah or if you i've heard people say oh it's like molly you know what i mean yeah. but it's less like the coming down from it is less severe obviously because molly is not a pharmaceutical drug it's gonna have a different like it's gonna flood but then it's gonna uh, you know yeah i remember molly was so popular yeah. years ago now it seems people don't talk about it. i remember yeah people aren't talking about molly anymore it's yeah. all about xanax no, no, no xanax, <laughs> i swear Zanny, no just <laughs> I, I always laugh at it so like why lots of my friends like you know every time they go out it's like oh let me pop in a xanax yeah. like they always have always always have xanax in their purse i'm like yeah what is like are you popping xanax like you are taking like get some gum or something and yeah then, no i don't know i i've never done it i've i've never been i've never even been prescribed xanax my grandma was prescribed that drug it's like for like anxious I yeah it's for feel, anxiety yeah because lots of girls do feel like naturally like even for me i feel anxious too before you go to audition uh, before you go to some events it's just a very natural thing i think that yeah you don't have to take xanax just like no no you know what like, yeah you know what's helped me with anxiety and this is probably not things that people want to do <laughs> work out yes yeah exactly i do feel workout because endorphin yeah. in your body yes it builds natural endorphins yeah. yeah exactly that's why people say when you feel stressed out when you feel sad go work out go to yeah. go for a walk go for a walk go yeah. eat fruit uh drink water you know hydrate yeah. Yeah. You know, go hiking go outside do something because you, 
you, it's natural for people feel depressed. Even like sometimes yeah, if I is. don't do anything a day, I feel I feel depressed. I yeah, feel anxious. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I think that that's just because we're so used to moving all the time. We're like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything if I'm not moving. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. You don't always have to depend on medication. I do. I'm a big believer. I think medication is bad. Yeah. Honestly, I don't yeah. No, bad. no. It, it works for people that need it. It yeah, works yeah. for people that need it. But there's like sometimes. I mean, do everything in moderation. I think. Right. But yeah. sometimes I feel like they might be pressing it to some extent because I think during my roughest parts of dealing with my schizophrenia, I don't think I would have made it out if it wasn't for the medication. Mm -hmm. But then. I realized at some point, because when you start doing well, they start taking you off of it to see how you're going to do without it. Mm -hmm. And then and then that's when they, you know, kick in some of the, the behavioral therapy where they're like, okay, we want her. It's almost like relearning, reprogramming your brain, mm -hmm. relearning how to be a human, which yeah. is, it's, it's like, whoa. <laughs> right. That's why like I feel mental health it is a big issue also because our society is become more and more fast paced. Yeah. Even sometimes like social media can give you anxiety as well. Like back then sometimes you look back and say, Oh, without social media back then people uh, were go to like concerts at night with your family. Nowadays nobody wanna do stuff like that. Right? No, no. When you go on social media, it's everybody comparing each and other. Yes, everyone's like, comparing, everyone's freaking out. They're like, Oh my god, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think all the things cause anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, social media is actually a very big reason contribute anxiety. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I do. but the thing is, uh, part of the part of the reason is like we cannot get rid of it because for what we do, like what yeah, we, exactly we what we do. Yeah, we can't get rid of it. But this is why we're talking about it. Yeah, because. For all the people that do listen, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we, we yeah, to we want that. we want to show you that yeah, we want you to put your phone down at some point, but not after, not during the podcast afterwards. Yeah. listen to the PSA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes I like, I, I do have like Carissa. I have this moment. I say, like, oh my god, I fuck this. I just wanted to get rid of my social media, but it's part of your work. Yeah, like, it is. No, without a social media comedian, you don't get it booked. No, for actor, you don't. You just you need more and more followers. The pressure yeah. is so. It's so high there, right? And then, like, but the only thing is, like, you just have to part of like how to manage your social media. Like, uh, for me, like, I just feel like I never put my personal life on social media. Oh, like that's kind of the thing. I only just mostly just my work mm -hmm. thing. But I, I've seen people. I mean, I'm not yeah, against yeah, people yeah. do that, but I feel like that will adds lots of like. You, I don't want to make the social media become personal tool. Like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I do the same thing too. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, because I do, you know, obviously I do the stand up, but I, I don't like put up clips of my stand up. I do have a channel. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, that's only for like, oh, if I want to apply for a show, I'm like, hey, I like to do your show. You want me to send you a video for a booking? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, unless these people have already seen me, you know, and then they put me on their show. That's how, that's really how it happens. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, going back to that social media thing, uh, I think it's funny that I think it's funny that we want to limit our screen time, but we have to see on our screen how much time we need to limit. Because you know, like when you have your Apple phone, they're like, "Oh, you've you've done you know your screen time for four some hours," and you're like, "Oh man, I don't you know like yeah, it's so hard to not look at your phone right because it's right there yeah and yeah. you you just like I think it's kind of like become like addiction yeah it's an way. it's an obsession it's an yeah. obsession of some sort just yeah because that's where you say like, oh my god it's 
only for for work. Also, you also want to check some other stuff. That's where I catch the news nowadays. Nobody go watch news anymore. Oh you know, yeah, no, you know. I get. I I used to get my news when I worked out because that was the only time I would ever like be mm-hmm. in a place for once, like right. stationary for a long time. Because I don't even watch TV. Me too. I don't. I, I don't watch TV. And watch and TV. I get people that are like, "How is it you don't watch TV?" You know, like when you go. I don't know if you've ever been to open mics, but like you'll see people talk about their favorite TV show or like things they binge watch, and I'm like, I don't know what that like. I watch. Is ne- like. I watch TV. Actually, I watch Netflix, not cable TV. Oh anymore. yeah, no, I just don't watch you anything. Don't watch anything. I don't watch anything. You don't have Netflix. We do. We have that at home. I just don't watch it. Oh really? Yeah, oh. I don't watch any shows. Like my sisters will be at home. Watching TV, I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> like, what? I got a, I got a laundry list of shit to do, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why am I gonna waste my time mm-hmm. watching it? You know, I could yeah. be, I could be power walking. I don't know. Uh, yeah, if I like a lot of times, I just use TV as a background noise. Yeah, I turn yeah. On, I would not be sick. Nowadays, my attention span is so short. I was like, I'm not gonna sit there. Like watching like hours hours TV, I return out. I'm doing something else. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, Yeah. so it's more like a sort of like you know background noise there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's so that you have more voices in the background. For me, at least, I need more voices. Yeah, keep your mind. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have somebody else that they could talk to. You know what I mean? Right. It's too quiet. You were like, oh my god, what is going on? You started talking to yourself. That's no good. Oh, I do that all the time. I talk to myself all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it comes. I if I feel like if I'm not talking to myself, something's wrong. I'm like, your your life is getting too good, girl. You know, talk to (laughs) talk to my talk to dog. I talk. You talk to. I talk to. I don't have dogs. I talk. To my squishmallows, you know, like I have, I have a lot of the stuffed animals in my bed. <laughs> they, they all have cute little faces. These little guys, these little guys, see that? So yes, animals. yes, I have tons. Of, I didn't bring him, but I have one. <laughs> I usually, I have, a, I have one that I designate as a travel squish right. that I carry with me everywhere I go. I didn't bring them today because I was like, you know what? You're not going to be out of the house for too long. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, when did you start doing comedy? Oh, when did I? Oh, we got out. We got out of the deep end right here where yeah. we jumped in too deep. Okay, when did I, I start mean, doing comedy? Yeah. No, I love this. Okay, when did I start doing comedy? Uh, in 2018, about around the time that uh, that that they took me off of my, uh, my anti- Psychotics after they took me off all the medication. So back then you still live in Hollywood, right? Before you moved to deserts, that that's where you started, or you? No, 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 no. Um, I was living. I was no. See, what happened is, is when I let me explain this. I was born in Hollywood. I lived out here. I lived in I lived in Los Angeles until I was seven, mm-hmm. and then um, and then we moved out because uh, you know the Rodney King riots. Oh yes. Okay, so yeah, those I watched a documentary about that. Okay, yeah. so those riots cuz we lived in the hood. So those riots made my parents be like, "Man, we got to get out of this place. <laughs> They're going to kill us, you know?" Um cuz we kind of live like close to downtown LA. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know where Boyle Heights is, like close to that area. Boyle Heights, yeah. I yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's developing right now. It's getting I know, better, I yeah. know, I know. I have mm-hmm. I have the joke where I said I don't live there now, but I look like if I go back I'd gentrify my old neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I gentrified. Do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It is. It's gentrified it's big one time. More hipster now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're going to build a Whole Foods where I went to to school, the little elementary school I went to. <laughs> 
yeah boy has it's very hipster that's something yeah. like unique like last time i was there like all those like a very kind of unique coffee places mm, yeah, yeah yeah i know i went back there uh, a few months ago and i was like what and then i drove past the house that i grew up in i was like what and wow yeah yeah it's still very it's very different now very different so then you guys moved to the others yeah no well we moved to rialto which during that time was another hood uh, another <laughs> it was another hood it was like watts jr out in the suburbs um <laughs> watts jr yeah so we lived in uh in watts jr aka rialto california i lived i lived there um until i graduated from high school and then i went to ucr and then you know from there um, and then after I graduated from UCR, that's when we ended up, uh, yeah, in Beaumont, which is close to Palm Springs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, like, you probably used to driving, right? Yeah, you yeah. You like I'm, driving. I do. I, do. I know. I, I love driving. I know some people, they're like, wow, you drive so far, you know, because technically, if I look at my map right now, I'd be like... 79 miles away from home 79 miles every time people see me in la you know i've driven 79 miles you know, some people like driving <laughs> 80 yeah. miles just to be here for you you know driving could be like a therapeutic for it is people, you know, it is you it know. is yeah it is it clears my mind it clears my mind yeah like i've seen this movie uh it's called a, a drive or something oh yeah. with um ryan ryan, ryan yeah and then he's he also like kills people and delivers yeah. uh packages yeah, yeah. I I like to fantasize that I have that kind of important so you, job. So you you fi you fantasize you you're like that, right? Yes, I do. I do. Except uh, the person that I have in my vehicle, I'm just taking them to the airport. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm doing an important job. No, um, I do. I do kind of fantasize that I'm doing something important when I'm driving, <laughs> just so like, to keep me going, just to play games with my. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I heard Palm Springs has a comedy kind of comedy scene. A small there, a small, small right? scene, yeah, but it's not it's not thriving no but you still had to come to LA for open yes. mic when you just started yes so you just drive here for open mic I, I drive here for all kinds of things for work because they they give me work out here and then I and then I just stay you know I I did have kind of a place out here for some time and then uh yeah the roommate thing didn't work out and then I was like all right now I gotta go back home <laughs> Yeah, but it was fine. I'm I'm trying to look to like stabilize myself a little bit more um, Just just financially and then doing that, you know that that's still kind of a risk, but it's gonna happen Yeah, yeah. so how do you feel about your comedy uh, career? What's your goal like for you doing? Comedy? Oh, do you, my do you, you want to go on tour? Yeah, yeah, tour? yeah, yeah, definitely like my goal is because I talk about a lot about my mental health on stage. I talk about my mental illness. I talk about growing up and then how that's all intertwined with, you know, my identity. Um, my goal is uh, essentially because I have a podcast too now. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, tell, tell me about a podcast um, as well. It's basically where I have uh, comedians, kind of like now, mm -hmm. where uh, we do an interview and then, you know, we, we basically talk about like, some of the stuff on on our uh, comedic journey and our mental health journey because I feel like those are always one and two together for a lot of comedians. Yeah, comedians are like he's famous for 
associated yeah. with like a depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of like, you yeah. Know, but I'm not, I don't want them to cry about it. I want them to comedically talk about how they've navigated some of the fucked up situations in their life, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't cry. It's not, you know, I'm not saying, no, don't cry, don't that's cry. Why no, no, no. Do what we do is you turn those things into laughter. Yes. Into jokes, yeah. right? Yeah, you turn your misery into, into funniness, you know? Yeah, you it comes from tragedy yeah. anyway. Right? Yeah, yes. Yes, I think so. we I think we've learned that from the Greeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you laughing at my misery? No, I'm just But joking. so you do like go on tour, so you like travel. Yes, I will I will be traveling more. Yeah. So like that's the kind of because I I feel like there are two type of comedians that say one is the one on tour, one is like the one getting on TV and the film. Because I hate Well, I would want to do all of that. Yeah, I hate I, to travel. I don't want to go yeah, on tour. I would want to travel and then I would want to do TV things because essentially uh what I what I really want to do, uh if if I do, in fact, uh, I will make it. Um, I want to put that money towards helping um, people that do have mental health issues. I want to have like more of an organization to do that because I think that in this country, a lot of people blame the mentally ill, but they never try to find a solution towards helping them. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of celebrities will say the same thing, but none of them really go out and advocate or like fight you know, for it, for destigmatizing. They don't do that. And the only way you're going to do that is if you put yourself out there. So, yeah. So that, that is my mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> is to, is to fight for people like me trying to live, you know, a, a decent life, trying to find yeah. peace. Because I think that there's this constant thing. This is what kind of makes it even worse is, is that there's a lot of, um, a lot of kind of like bad uh, connotations around the idea of mental health. Like, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, you're dangerous and things like that. And I'm like, I've never once tried to hurt anybody else but myself, you mm -hmm. know, um, that 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 goes with the whole shame and the cycle of the stigma is that people will say, oh, you're because they see they always see like all the, the bad things that happen on the news, like school shootings, fucking it's always a mental health issue, uh, a murderer. It's always a mental health issue, something bad, you know, ISIS, it's always a mental health issue, you know, but they don't care to say. Well, maybe it's not, you know, like what if it's the, just an isolated insulin? Like, yeah, yeah, it may be a mental health issue, but what have we done in the past to take care of it, to prevent it? Nothing, right? So, yeah. I mean, mental health is, uh, that's why we have like a mental health awareness month now. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, it's kind of like started to, used to be taboo and now like people are more open to talk about it. Yeah, that. yeah. And I you think, know. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think talking about it, that's the first thing. But it's like, you'll still get shamed. People will still shame you. They're like, Carissa, you always talk about your mental illness. You're... And I'm like, because I live with it, I struggle with it every single fucking waking moment of my life. I have to be on top of it, you know? It's like, I'm not obsessed with it. You can talk to me about other things. You just, it just realize that, yeah, it's going to go through that filter because that's my brain, you know? My brain has that. Yeah, but probably that that is also kind of like your material for your, for your comedy as well because you write something you know. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. So you got to write from what you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So you, everyone's you, you got you cannot just write something you don't know. Right? No. Yeah. It's going to be authentic material and then you can make fun of that. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm glad yeah. you pointed that out because I, I. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Yes. 
I'm so like you know like for like right now like the comedy uh, things you just kind of like come to LA doing shows stuff like is there any like sort of like your plan you want to like you know get on certain tour like you mentioned you want to get on mm -hmm. tour right but I mean I do have to say you you're a really good writer though because we did a real <laughs> battle like you showed me all the jokes that like I was like oh my god how many jokes you wrote like you know so do you like spend time every day to like just writing um i am constantly writing i'm not not writing writing but in my head i'm constantly writing and rewriting my material and then i'll go back like say if it's something that hits then i'll make a note of it and then i'll go back to like because i have an original set like i i usually kind of break my stuff down it's I break it down into minutes. Mm -hmm. So I have my original set and then I'm like, okay, well, I'll kind of sneak this guy in. You know, it's kind of like weaving a mm -hmm. narrative for me. Mm -hmm. When I think of like the joke, I think of like weaving a narrative. And that's kind of like when you see a comedian, they have a story. And, and then there's some that have like, oh, there's a premise. And then it's a story on top of the premise, mm -hmm. you know, like you see it. And that's why you see people that have the, the rhythm, the cadence, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, that's their presence. That's what they have on stage, mm -hmm. you know? So that's like early on when I, when I started doing stand up, I had to figure that out on my own. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out, okay, how do I want to write this? What do I want to say? Like, is it authentic to me is it who i am you know mm. and i've had some people that are like oh you don't seem as mean as you are on stage <laughs> off stage and i'm like well you don't know me that long <laughs> you've never known me that long you know but i feel like yeah the stage is the freedom for you to be who you are you but i think that that's the stages where i'm an amplified version a freer version of who i am you know, but it, it's it's still a hundred percent me. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, lots of times, you know, people always think, oh, this comedian, how they portray themselves on stage is so different from them off the stage. Mm -hmm. Obviously, because when you're on stage, you have put on the persona, you are performer, you're yeah, performing. Yeah. Uh, like you, even, you got it. You got to pretend like you didn't just cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you are saying like that's your voice. Like obviously, the, or the you if you write your own jokes, that's your voice. But you still portray certain like a performer. Yeah. I yes. Mean, yeah. Exactly. So like you know, it's different. Like I, I mean, I've seen so many people their on stage, off stage personality is very different. Yeah. 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 You got. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I'm that much different on stage or off stage. People just say I'm meaner on stage. That's it. That is. That's that's pretty much it. And I'm like, yeah, because that's. It's not that I want to be meaner, but I think that off stage. Um, you can't, you don't have the freedom to be that mean. You know what I mean? You don't, you just, you, you have to go by the rules and regulations of society and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you have to be, uh, tolerant. <laughs> Otherwise people will punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of that, there's another thing people are saying, oh, like, you know, being a comedian, like in our, like, you know, comedy world is so cutthroat. You know that, right? Yeah. It's very cutthroat. And people say, oh, you gotta be me. You gotta be like super vicious to make it. But I feel like a lot of times I feel like, you know, you don't have to be like vicious. You just have to be, I mean, you gotta be strong, right? Yeah. You yeah. gotta go for the jugular, you know, like you gotta yeah. know, you gotta be focused, essentially. You yeah, gotta be you gotta focused be strong, on stage. Focused. Yeah. Exactly. But gotta be focused on but that yeah. doesn't translate to like being meaner all the time or vicious or something no. i just i don't i don't 
because I mean, obviously, you know, we are in this war, comedy world. You've seen different kinds of personality. Some people are like that way, right? Yeah. You know, they're taking advantage of people, stuff like. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You I've know, seen that. Yeah, right. Because you know, I mean, come on, like, comedy world is very. Yeah, close. yeah. People always think that there's not enough out there, but there is. Everybody will get their chance. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? it's very competitive. Everyone's like, oh, worry, oh my god, there's no yeah, but prize. exactly. But here's the thing: like, it doesn't have to be competitive because I think that everybody has it's different. Their, everybody gonna have their own journey towards you know actually like if you really want to make it you can make it in different ways it's not always like oh well i have to do this you know like i would just love to be a staff writer just a writer writer for a show like you know what i mean like just produce my own show mm-hmm. i could do that i would i because i love writing that's essentially what i do i if i have so many voices in my head i might as well put them to write you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you have so many voices in your head it just turn that you know you know yeah turn paper. it yeah exactly it can get exhausting though because sometimes they don't shut up but <laughs> you know, it's so funny you mentioned about that you know you look look back at the history are lots of amazing writers they all suffer lots of mental issues because they, they have do. lots of voice in their yeah. head you know the only way they can't get this voice out is write. to write it down yeah that's write it down. that's what your therapist tells you you gotta you gotta, you're over there writing your manifestations and then it turns into something else you're like oh man these are jokes <laughs> yeah you gotta write it down right you kind of like put all the thoughts all the voice and yeah. on the paper which is makes sense because some people maybe they are boring they don't even have any voice in their head yeah, there's no, um, what do they call it? Uh, internal dialogue. That's what yeah, they call it. There's, internal dialogue. It's an internal dialogue. Uh, some people have an internal monologue where it's just one voice going. I have an actual dialogue. That's the <laughs> You know, it reminded me of that movie. Have you watched it years ago called The Beautiful Mind? Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, he, like when he gets like at this episode, it's like his mind went crazy because he has so much going on. Oh, it's on. just, it's just disorganized. It's a, it's a level of like, uh, um, what he was experiencing was like intrusive thoughts and then the intrusive thoughts because when you have schizophrenia your your intrusive thoughts you, they get confused for reality so then he starts thinking it's it's had a man it's it's happening at the time you know and then he also had uh ptsd which is post-traumatic stress disorder which which was causing a lot of the the the, the episodes because he was mm-hmm. still stressed out he was still reliving it in his head yeah yeah i know that yeah. feeling oh my god time passed by so oh quick. i know right <laughs> I just one hour like wow we really did it. so before we wrap up this podcast do you have anything to plug carissa um no just give me a follow um uh, my instagram handle is doc underscore hollywood underscore um and then uh i i also have like my information for my podcast on there it will be dropping soon i just have to kind of like go through it and and listen and then you know put set up a a channel for people to listen to and and i already have an instagram for it but hopefully you guys go if you found this interesting follow both of us you know yes totally (laughs) yeah or if you're not already following you're you're following her right (laughs) but just just not i mean like follow us in real life but you know not enough for us to put a restraining order on you kind of <laughs> deal you know just enough for us to be like hey we got people coming to our shows right? follow for more jokes yeah yes. follow for more jokes exactly yes. all right, right cool. thank you thank well you. this was great thank you thank you. Yeah, thank you all right ciao guys Bye.